Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis, and it is Saturday, May the 18th at 2 p.m. Um, the four, uh, getting a little confused here because uh, changing how I do things. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Altitude Adjustment. Joining me this afternoon is Leka. Hello, Leka. Thank you very much for uh, helping me out this afternoon. So today we're going to talk about a better together St. Louis, and that's coming up right now. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. Adjustment. Alrighty, I appreciate your patience there, uh, and as I said, welcome to the show. And we chose better together. So, what was your, I guess, take on better together? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, give me a second here. I got some some audio issues that I want to solve. Okay, I can't. Doesn't seem like my audio is functioning properly here. Alrighty. Hmm. I'm gonna restart this and give me just a second. Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong at the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. Came into this job and you started asking questions. All right. Did you get there any answers? Well, I thought when I came in. All right. All right. I think okay. that'll do it. So, okay, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure. So the first time I heard about Better Together, uh, like I said, I was at a networking event, and some individuals from the, um, I guess, the task force, if you will. I'm not for sure what they call themselves, but uh, they came to speak on it. And this was a while ago. I want to say it was at, at least maybe a, at least a year ago. <laughs> and, you know, they spoke about combining um resources and making government more efficient by combining the city and the county governments and at first glance I thought it sounded like a great idea you know I'm I think most people are for improving efficiencies and trying to make a more effective government um, but I realized later that there was a lot of pushback on it most of the people, at least in my social circles, were opposed to it. 
And so it was really interesting to see the different takes on it and the, uh, you know, different different viewpoints for for the uh, for better together. Sure. So so I like you. I, I didn't attend one of their their town hall meetings. Uh, they gave mm-hmm. several town hall meetings in order to to sell their idea. Um, mm-hmm. I attended a, a town hall meeting that included Vervis Jones. Um, uh, former Mayor Harmon, uh, or um, yeah, and and they were opposed to the idea, mm-hmm. and um, so I listened to a lot of what they had to say. Now, like you, um, having the city be more efficient, using resources to the best of. Uh, what can be for the benefit of the, the citizens is a great idea. Now, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't attend one of those those uh, meetings that the uh, committee put together. Um, but uh, when you do research about it, s- some of the people behind it um, made it suspect. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yes. The, so the more the more pushback that I heard, you know, that, that was against it, it was related to, you know, the people who were promoting it, um, it I guess individuals that, you know, the citizens didn't feel like had their best interest at heart, you know, in, um, in a broad sense. And um, also some of the pushback that I heard was they felt like the city would be kind of disenfranchised. Um, they wouldn't have as big of a voice with this merger. Was that some of what what you what you felt like the pushback was about? Exactly, exactly. The concern was, um, okay, so so the elephant in the room. It was a black and white issue. It was the county and the the money and the white. Um, um, part of the community was um, going to benefit and the, the black community was going to continue to suffer under that kind of um, uh, what the city has felt been suffering with what the black community has been suffering for um, th- throughout St. Louis's history. And let's, let's be honest with that, because mm-hmm. one of the things that we you and I talked about possibly talking about was the Delmar Divide. Mm-hmm. Um, which right. is about the history of um, how money was appropriated and resources were uh, allocated uh, based mm-hmm. on where you lived. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there there was the concern that, and 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 I think well, in fact, I did a, uh, one of my podcasts and I kind of touched on it was. Um, the black community has always been encouraged to run for political office and representation and achieve representation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you get involved in politics, you can help um, make the community better for yourself. And mm-hmm. and one of the things that I mentioned was, is that in the last mayoral election, there were, I think, five black candidates and one white candidate. And we came within 
I say we, um, the one of the black candidates came within, I think, uh, a, a few hundred votes of being mayor. Mm -hmm. uh, there's um, the Board of Aldermen that um, has a lot of black representation um, mm -hmm. and other offices in city government. So uh, in the city, um, blacks are getting a lot of representation. And then the city county merger, uh, when they talked about how they would restructure the government, most of that representation went away. It just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Right. So like um, they they were appointing Stinger as you know, he's the county. He was the elected county executive and right. they were going to appoint him, you know, head of it all. And then um, Lyda Crusen would you know, st she'd still hold her position kind of as a head of the St. Louis city while they go through this uh, merger and there wouldn't be any elections. In other words, um, for the entire course of the transition, uh, Stinger would have veto power over everything. Right. So Lido Cru yeah. So Lido who would represent St. Louis, you know, would have to get his permission if he wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think with the city and county being so different because of those, that very reason is why most people that I talked to were, you know, vehemently against the merger because they didn't feel like the city would really, their concerns would be taken seriously if there's someone from the county that's over both. But, you know, I, what I have to say is that you know, the city itself still needs to do better. Regardless of, you know, this merger or not, there just, there's just so much work to be done. Regardless of who is, is representing, the, representing the city, I, I actually live in the county, so I can't really speak too much about it, but I work in the city. And there's just, there is so much work to be done, specifically, you know, as we talked about the Delmar Divide, um, in those areas that are just blighted. I mean, and, and there are things that are being done and it's, it's getting better, but there's so much work. And I feel like the greatest amount of attention needs to go to those areas that are blighted, where you have blocks and blocks of vacant buildings, but, you know, there's still children and families and schools in those areas. And I feel like we need to give more attention to, you know, these areas mm -hmm. that have obviously not been getting enough attention and have not been getting enough resources. Right. I, I so realizing that, okay, I think St. Louis, there were, there were, at one point there were only two cities two major cities that did not sit within their counties and St. Louis mm -hmm. was one of them. And now St. Louis, I think is the only one. Mm -hmm. And um, so the city county merger, uh, part of it, I think was on financial, you know, uh, 
making better the financial situation of this particular part of the state. Um, mm -hmm. And so my concern is, did they make a good enough argument? So like when you were sitting in the in the town hall, did you feel mm -hmm. that they made a great argument that what they were doing was going to lift the city, all of it, and make it a better I, place? I did. Well, they used Louisville as an example and showed how, you know, they had a similar restructuring happen and how, you know, money was saved and the it was the city was better served um so i did i like i said when i first heard it i thought oh this is great you know why wouldn't we do this um and then you know like i said later on i heard kind of from the other side mm -hmm. so i think you know does there still need to be more done to make our government more efficient absolutely I think at this point, you need to look at what went wrong with Better Together and you know, figure out how to move forward because the, the problems still remain, you know, and the opportunity still remains to make government more efficient and more effective. But where do we go from here? And I think we can kind of learn from what happened with Better Together to make sure everybody's voice is heard that you know we can take we can learn from this and, and keep moving forward with something else that really includes everyone I so I think um, so you mentioned a point earlier about trust that the people who were um, putting forth this proposal um, so so I think there were they from if you look at their website and their website is still up better together mm -hmm. stl i think dot com and um and, and so there there are a couple of things that I, I wanted to point out as far as um how the how the product was being sold and i call it a product um mm -hmm. it's a work product um so People that were supporting it were mostly business, maybe not mostly business, but it was a it was a big business presence in the selling of this proposal. So so there was a trust issue there. Right. Yes. That's uh, what I heard as well. Right. And um, uh, one of the donors um, had. Um, other issues with how the city government had been. Uh, so Rex Singfield had issues with the um, way the city financed police and, and fire. And so he was trying to eliminate the um, city earnings tax. Um, I myself uh, have um, lambasted the city earnings tax um, because I felt there was a better way to finance um, all of the things that needed to be done. Um, and, but would you have, uh, 
when you have um, a trust issue from the start, um, then you include people who uh, to back a particular side of the issue that don't have the city's trust. I, I don't. Um, and and the way they sold it didn't seem that it endeared people to to, to feel that they had ownership in it that it was actually going to do for them what they said it was. And then the implementation of it where um, they were going to have uh, officials who um, they were just going to place them in positions of power and they were going to give them unfettered power. Whereas um, Stinger would not have to, go to the voters for some of the things that he wanted to do in the merger, he could just do them such as privatizing the airport, which is yeah. right. Which was, um, one of Rex Singsfield's projects, what he wanted to accomplish. And so, you know, p people could look at that and say, this is not an attempt to make a better community for us. This is a, an attempt to do what you wanted to do in the first place. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is I I didn't really see much support from people in the county or city for it. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, people living in the county were opposed to it, people living in the city. There was... I think there were a few people, but the majority of people that I interacted with and talked to about it, no one on either side, citizens living in the city or the county, no one was really mm -hmm. for it. There were a lot of... Uh, not no that. one. There were, the majority seemed like they were not for it. And, and like you said, most people felt like, how, is this, they didn't really feel like it was going to help them in any way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know... This wasn't the first time that a merger of, you know, the city and the county um, has been tried, and obviously they've all failed. I don't know. It does not appear that this this attempt um, had learned anything from the previous attempts. In the past, right. yes. And and they seem to um, miss the voters. Um, so. So while it may be a great idea, you know, mm -hmm. every, everyone thinks that um, doing things uh, in a smart and better way is always good. Um, I think the difficulty has been and probably will be is that you have to show people more than just dollars and cents for the area. You have to show them how they're going to benefit and that mm -hmm. did not appear to be what they focused on it appeared to be um you know we can we can cut your cost of policing but that doesn't say policing is going to become better right yeah. does that make sense so so mm -hmm. we can cut Absolutely. we can cut your cost of trash removal that doesn't mean you're trash removal is going to become better. Mm -hmm. It just means that we're going to take out that excess waste 
and we're going to give you back what you had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there, I think for most people, you know, whatever community you live in, you have certain things that you would hope would be better uh, with the your city or your local government. And maybe that's where we need to start is just at the city level before we try to do a merger to make things better, maybe maybe working on a smaller level may be better. Right. And, and so, um, so my thought is that it's mostly about trust. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yes. The, the city doesn't trust the county. The county doesn't trust the mm-hmm. city. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, and while, you know, we have friends that live in the county or friends that live in the city, it's when we start to talk merger, we, we start to look at it differently. Now it becomes mm-hmm. us and them. True. So, yeah. yeah so one of the things that, um, okay, so, so the, on the website, um, in implement, in, in initiating this study and putting together this, this plan, the question they say that they were trying to, um, answer was what structure of government best lends itself to enacting reforms that citizens in our region have called for. Now, when I look at that, I get more questions than I get answers. Mm-hmm. Who is, who are the citizens asking for these changes? Are there the business people? Are they mm-hmm. average citizens? You know, have you heard uh, just the average citizen go, you know, we really need to combine the city and the county um, so that my tax dollars are better spent? No, but you have had people say, well, I don't want to wait at the DMV this long or, you know, so I think it or, or, you know, the police don't come as quick as I want. So I think, you know, they're what they were trying to address were, you know, things related to city government that people complained about. Not that anyone of those citizens complained about the DMV or police or what what have you. Not that they thought the solution was a merger, but I think that that was what their answer was to maybe common, you know, concerns or complaints that they heard from from citizens. Sure. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So with um, with the indictment of Stinger, um, who played a huge role or was was given a huge role in this plan, he was, you know, he was supposed to oversee the merger and and he winds up, you know, um, pleading to corruption bribery charges. Mm-hmm. Um. So that kind of puts a taint because now the proposal is on hold. It's going to come back. Um, the city-county merger thing, I don't think it's going to go away. There is someone somewhere, and I don't know if it's driven by um, the citizens or if it's being driven by civic leaders, um, 
but they keep trying to merge these two. Um, and I'm, I'm, so my question then becomes, is there a way, you know, if the merger becomes too much uh, of a strain to try to, too heavy to try to, to pull, if we can't build that trust, if we can't build those bridges, um, is there a way to still um, get those savings, improve services, and build a better community? Sure, of course, there has to be. I mean, there's there's always, not always, but most of the time, there's a better way to, to do things. Mm-hmm. It, if we're looking to do that, I mean, putting our minds together, getting creative, and making sure everybody has a seat at the table in discussing this, all parties need to be involved on what's the best way to move forward, what's the best way to make government more efficient and effective because we all that's what we all want I mean, at the end of the day if you're in the city or the county whatever tax dollars we're giving we want to make sure they're used in the best way as possible so taxes don't need to keep going up for us to keep up with you know our city mm-hmm. the demands of our city sure um i i guess um you know, for me, it's, it always comes back to trust. Um, Absolutely. You, you have to have people behind it who are not motivated for their own self-interest. And that's hard because we all have, you know, self-interest, but it's the interest of the collective people that's more important than, you know, a few individuals. Exactly. That's that's my point. And and that's what we need to know. Yes. Right. And and I, I so I've questioned, you know, for um, we go back to Francis Slay's term. Uh, I think he had four terms as mayor. And, you know, there was a lot of pushback on him claiming that he um, ignored the north side while mm-hmm. all of the prosperity went to the south side. So so it's um, with that being the case and this proposal uh, actually being initiated underneath his tenure, um, there's not going to be, so, so a lot of the people who are, um, feel that they've been disenfranchised before have no buy-in. They have, there is nothing there. Um, they can get up every day. There's uh, the, the police service works. The fire department works. The mm-hmm. trash is picked up. Now, whether it's the most efficient that it can be, for them may not be a significant issue. Because mm-hmm. your, merge, your merging is at a dollar level that they don't feel. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Well, you know, one uh, interesting thing that I learned about the possible merger later on is that that it didn't include schools. Yes. And and that was very striking for me because, you know, one of um, my roles, I work for a company that contracts with schools for school nutrition. And, you know, I work 
in some of the city schools or, or have been in them. And I, I can't imagine having a plan to help our cities and counties be better and not including schools. Exactly. That was something that I found, you know, very disheartening because, I mean, kids are so important and their learning is so important. So how could we have anything that makes us better and not include kids? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, that just blows my mind. And I don't know if it was too much work. I don't know what the rationale behind, you know, not including schools in this, but it, if any resources need to be better allocated, I would think our first priority would be children. I agree. Um, so, so some of the things that I heard, um, uh, it was that the county didn't want to finance city schools. You know, we've, we're having this big discussion in our country about um, privatizing schools, uh, charter school versus public school, and all those kinds of things. And um, so some of the members or some of the relationships uh, for this um, proposal, while it did not specifically, the proposal did not specifically address schools, some of the donors and some of the people associated in you know, positions of authority have particular views on um, schools. And if you don't feel like, um, as you mentioned, since schools were not addressed, um, you're giving people a reason to question, just as you said, one of the major things that's important that we talk about in this country is how important education is. And if you're making a, a, a proposal for economic growth and you do not talk about schools, I mean, there was absolutely no mention whatsoever. Not a line, nothing. Not a reference. So how do people take you seriously that your intent is the betterment of the community? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, I, my eyes have literally been opened with, you know, with this, this new role that I have with doing some work in schools. Mm -hmm. And I, I never realized how, you know, there are kids that are, you know, living in, in North City, you know, and I, I'm not saying every school is bad over there, but um, there are some schools that are across the street from abandoned buildings. There are kids, you know, sitting outside waiting for the bus in front of abandoned buildings. There's trash everywhere. And when you live in an environment like that, I mean, I don't, what hope do you have? I mean, obviously, you know, people do make it out and things like that, but it just literally breaks my heart that that is the environment that they have to learn in. Exactly. And it shouldn't, 
be, you know, that, that should not be allowed. I mean, it, the least we could do is try to improve the, the environment for the kids to give them some some hope, you know, that people care. And I, I don't know, I, I definitely have a strong passion for that just from seeing it. I, I never really even thought about it. You know, if you don't go over to the city or you don't drive in those areas, you it wouldn't even come to mind that, you know, there are kids living in these conditions, going to schools, in these environments that don't appear to be safe or uh, I don't know I don't know how you have hope in those situate in those situations I understand um, so um, so I, so we're talking so they, they were in the proposal they were talking about 750 million dollars savings on tax dollars um, and one of the other things that I find uh, interesting was um, there was no mention of what to do with that $750 million in tax savings. H how, how does that get reinvested? So the mm, assumption that's is... A, right, that's an interesting point. So the assumption is, is that, well, if we're saving $750 million, we'll throw it into the general fund and and life will become better. But, right, but we, yeah, we obviously need more specifics than that. We need more specifics than that. <laughs> exactly. So, so I want to know what's going to happen to that $750 million. Mm -hmm. You know, you, right. you, what is the long-term uh, goals here? If you didn't mention schools, mm -hmm. okay, um, you're talking about privatizing um, some of the facilities, you know, you, uh, privatizing the airport, uh, privatizing water, privatizing sewage, you know. So when we get all of this savings, supposedly, if we take your numbers at face value, then what happens if, if Stinger is in charge? So you've placed Stinger in charge of making decisions. So they, they, he has the ability to take that $750 million and spend it however he sees fit. He or she, if you've made uh, one person responsible for making those decisions. And um, you haven't given the people that you're trying to, to sell this to any real comfort that that $750 million is gonna go right back into their pockets or right back into their right. communities. Sure, yeah. So, so I, I, I think part of the, the failure was, um, was PR. They didn't do the proper mm -hmm. PR. Um, you know, if, 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 people are having the idea that you're not representing them well, then it is your responsibility to, to get to them, meet with them, and then find out how to mitigate those problems. Because as Absolutely. we've seen, right, as we've seen, if, if they don't have a reason to trust you and you don't make that effort to ex overextend yourself, 
to assure them that their um, fears are, un are unfounded, then they have no reason to vote for your plan. Right. And, and um, yeah. it's really that simple. It's it really just that simple. that simple. So did you want to, um, we've gone over a little bit. I'm going to um, close things out. You want to make one last comment? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to thank Leka, and um, you can um, um, talk to Leka at? LekaWell at gmail.com, L-A-K-A-W-E-L-L. -L. Very good. I want to thank everyone for having uh, taken the opportunity to join me this afternoon. Um, this podcast is streamed live each week on YouTube, and you are encouraged to participate by asking questions and including your thoughts. To participate, please contact Altitude Adjustment by connecting via Skype at thelionsden.stl.gmail.com or Google at Feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and on YouTube. And be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts. Your likes and shares are internet gold. Please like and share this podcast where you